Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, guess what? He came back. He wanted to join the show again because he wants to assist us in breaking down Heliod Company. Do I got you interested? I hope so. Let's get this episode started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode of MTG Ectoplasm. Listen, follow me, please. Please follow me on Twitter, MTG Ectoplasm. I'd appreciate it. You can also email me. I want to hear from you. I really do. I'm curious. I would like to know more about you guys out there. You can do that at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Also, I have a wonderful website where you can go check out every listing of all my uh, podcasts that I've done. Got some good information there. Also, if you want to donate to the show, which I'd gladly appreciate, you can do that there or you can sponsor an episode. Now, speaking of sponsorship, I do have a sponsor here today, and that's Jiffy CCG Cards Collectible Games. Go visit uh, Carrie and Frank Jr. Uh, They can be found at 1753 Route 88, Brick, New Jersey. Um, Their telephone number of the store is 732-836-0547. Or you can find them on Facebook at Jiffy CCG. Just so you're aware, they have uh, a couple boxes left of the Time Spiraled Remastered. You may want to go out there and... uh, Try to get your hands on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I I bigged this gentleman up last time. And he, you know what? He's such a good guy. I saw him playing on Twitch and, you know, I had to listen. I had to watch. I had to observe. And what did he do? He kicked ass like he always does. You know what? Welcome back to the show, Peter Valco. Dwight, I, I consistently tell you, you can't build me up to such levels. I can only live up to so much. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, thank you, sir. Thank you for taking your time. I, I was kind of funny. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitch. You want to watch? And I, I watched you. And I, I dropped what I was doing as soon as I heard you were doing this video because it was a test stream. Like, I, I just want to make sure all the hardware is working, but I was willing to you just put that aside this sounded like a cool topic to talk talk about right now and i'm really into it um heliod company is something i suffered with in the beginning of getting back into modern on moto it definitely is a difficult deck and it has evolved a lot so i'm interested in breaking it down with you especially in regards to how spirits will tackle it exactly because currently right now people aren't aware since the major major uh bannings that have happened about what a month about a month and a half two months ago heliod company is the top deck currently in the modern meta it like it's part of like 7.4 7.4 percent of the entire meta that's big that's huge no, it honestly is an improvement because if we look back to like maybe I want to say six, let's say six months ago, Heliod was either not on the list or it was somewhere down on like, 
let's see, these are each five. So it was like maybe the 11th deck in the top 15 of the meta. Right. It jumps up and down, and it is a quick combo. It has evolved from, it used to be the Vizier combo deck that um, would run a bit of Heliod, but now we're getting, um, now it has a Spike Theater. It has a lot of good ammunition. It has creature removal. It has removal that are creatures. It's, um, it's a great deck. It also inco- uh, incorporates Collected Company really well. Like the whole package, it's hard to beat. It's it, hard to beat. It, it, hands down, you're 100% right. It's very difficult to beat. And the problem is the key number one damn thing with this thing is the combo. There are multiple combos in this, and it's hard to get it. And when you when you think you have the answer, you know what? They answer in response. And that it's tough against, uh, you know, several decks, you know. Struggle with Always this. Always something to say. And, but here's the thing. It's also difficult because, let's look at it this way. So, breaking down the deck, then the infinite combo goes with Sky, Spike Feeder and Heliod Sun Crown. Correct. Now, it can also go with Walking Ballista. Right. Now, the thing is, Walking Ballista is the immediate win. That is no questions asked. Unless you have some sort of split-second craziness, this is the win right here. Spike Feeder, on the other hand, that's not always a direct win right there. That's you gain. You're you're gaining infinite life. Yes, but what are you doing with it? Unless you can attack like right away. And see, that's the that's the whole thing. It's like once you get infinite life, they expect you to completely submit. And unless you have this massive army that's smashing each and every turn, guess what? There's no point carrying on. Just just get to the following game. Well, not always. And uh, see, I um about six months ago, I was playing the uh, when uh, Uro was still around. What? Bad times, we don't want to talk about it, but then there was four-color Omnath, and there were several situations where I would uh, ask them to play out play out the game or make them play out the combo, because I either saw that there was low cards in their, ha- uh, low cards in their library. Or they were timing out. Or, or timing out. That's also a very, don't, that's a big thing about the separation of paper and moto, is that you can, like, you run out that clock, like, the clock's different in paper. But that's another episode we talk about. No, I that. hear but you, the, like... You know, See, the, the funny thing is, Peter, this is why I enjoy bringing you on, because you are a moto guy. You you enjoy, like, my thing is I'm a paper guy, and I'm coming into the moto world. I'm a boomer, okay? I'm old school. I'm traditional. You, you know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning from the young bucks. Hell, I just downloaded the arena, arena on my cell phone, and I'm still like, what button do I hit? It's pretty bad. Yeah, well, then you're going to go from what button do I hit to how much money do I have to sink into this game? <laughs> well, that's magic. You're you're constantly sinking money into this game, no matter what. It's a different ball of wax with Arena, man. But, again, another episode. Let's yes, talk sir. about the other pieces of this. So that this deck, you've got the two infinite combos. Now, that's great. But let's talk about the other pieces that make this deck great. So you've got the ramp. Utopia Sprawl and Arbor Elf are some of the best ramp pieces that you've got in this yes, game, I'd have to say. Yes, sir. Um, Arbor Elf for one mana to be able to untap any forest. And Utopia Sprawl at one mana just enchanting something, uh, a land, to make it add one other mana. That's great as well. The so basically, game, by using him, you're, you... You tap it for two, then you untap it, you got it for four. That's that's ridiculous with one land. Absolutely. And it, it really, you're speeding up the combo unless, like, your opponent has in, interaction. Otherwise, really getting rid of those Arboros, Utopia Sprawls, if you can, early game, is going to help you in the long run. Um, 
the protection here is crazy too. Now, like we were talking about earlier, Oriok Champion right now is is running strong. It's like what did I say, fifty some dollars in paper and yes, like sir. forty of online. It's, it's about forty five to forty seven dollars per card. I I'm always surprised by this stuff. Like, and, and not even that the, the purpose. I understand the purpose, but just the price, like the demand of these of the. I mean, currently, and drives like fifty dollars for an Oreo champion just seems a little much for me. Well, MTGO, they're they're saying tickets for a playset is one seventy four forty eight. Okay, so Oreo champion just really good in today's current meta. Really good. Black and red, and whenever a creature, any creature enters the battlefield, you gain one life. So you're keeping up with Blitz. You're, you, uh, this creature itself is not dying from any of those spells from Blitz. Um, no, Death it helps Shadow, against Death Shadow, Esper John. Control. Uh, let's see what else. Jund, Burn, well, Burn, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a bit that it, it just, the rock. Yeah. Um, so that that's great. Ranger Captain of Eos. Oh, I now, hate that card. Uh, a really double-sided sword here. To three mana, three three. Uh, enter the battlefield. You get to search for that combo piece, be it the ballista or the spike beater, and then you prevent your opponent from interacting while you carry out that combo by sacrificing it. It's really made. It, I, it's hard to say, like. It's impossible to say this deck, or really just unlikely that this card was made for this deck. But you gotta wonder sometimes. Like this is just it's. Too it's too well. good. It's too good. It's too good. And on, it's a fair card, but honestly, it just fits too well with this deck. Um, and the Conclave Bender is, um, you know, another thing you got to keep up with. Oh, the page is gone, and it's gone again. Well, Conclave, well, Conclave Bender is a green and a blue. Oh, sorry, green and a white. It's a Centaur Cleric, 2-2. Uh, two, two. If one or more uh, plus, one, uh, plus, one, plus one counters would be put onto a creature you control, that many plus one plus one counters would be put on that creature instead. So basically, if you put one token, you get two. You get, put two, you get three. So I mean, exactly. you know, with Arbor Elf having Utopia Sprawl, well, guess what? Now they have a 3-3 three, three Ballista on the battlefield immediately. Yep. And their combo just starts going off. And the other thing is, too... It helps out Spike Feeder, too, because the Spike Feeder comes in with two plus one plus one counters. Guess what? Now it's got a third. Right. You can also choose to put counters on Conclave Mentor to keep up with or keep uh, the recovery up for burn decks and things like that. Oh, that's true. That's 100% true. I forgot about that. So that's another piece of it. Um, So we've gone over the protection. We've gone over the ramp. Uh, the advantage, the the advantage would be the next thing to talk about, and that's where you know one of my favorite cards, Collected Company, comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, Collected Company is another card that's just so it fits so well with this deck. Really, everything here is three as far as creatures is three or less. Ballista would be the only thing, and Spike Fear are the only things that die unless you can get them with a counter ETB right away. Um, and again, it's just advantage for you. You get two of the. You could get two big pieces you really need for that, or two pieces of protection, or two sky flame apparitions, and two for one of removal. Like it's just, it, it's it's great in this deck. The, and the, it, the, the way this looks to me is just the fact that 
because you're mana ramping, you're you're vomiting out mana. With the collected company, you're vomiting out creatures. And if you don't have the creatures, guess what? It's going to find it for you and put it onto the battlefield. It, it's exactly. just so wrong. It's just so exactly. wrong. Now, <clears throat> the only... <clears throat> take your Sorry. time. Take your time. The only thing left here to talk about is the... Um, as far as the main board is the removal package. And that really is just alone in the Skyclave apparition, which... He's just, again, since Prince in Battle for Zendikar, has just been showing its might across our deck, our love deck spirits uh, here. Really, every, Death and Taxes and Legacy, Death and Taxes and Builds and uh, Modern, really just any four or less non-land permanent exile for good, and they get a token when it dies. Right. I like it. Yeah. Um, works great in this deck. Can get troublesome pieces like a pithing needle or a sorcerer's spyglass, friction revoker, keeping all that stuff from activating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think about it. I, I guess hush, yeah, hushbringer. Uh, can get rid of that. Thank you. Um, Stony silence. So yeah, it, it, it's it really is, and this was another thing that just came up to me about this deck. Now a lot of collected company decks, they have their creature base and their collection companies, and they'll either run a couple paths yep. or fatal push. Or well, something. I'm glad you look at that. You said that because if you look at the sideboard, the 15, they got one giant killer, four paths, the exiles, two veil of summer, four dampening sphere, two decide, uh, yeah, decide, and then two choke. Ugh. It's a deicide. Deicide, I'm sorry. Like, and, um... What the point I was trying to make is that normally they have to run those uh, cards that wouldn't be hit by collecting company. Here, the Skyclave Apparition fits that role. It's a dual role. It's a creature. It's removal. That would be. It's great. So, I, again, this all, every piece of this deck is helping fuel um, the strength of it evenly. Now, anything you like? To, sorry, anything you like to say about that? I was rambling for a bit. No, 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 no. It's you're right. That, that that's that's the reason why we actually use it in spirits just to get rid of you know, permanence that, you know, we deem a pain in the ass. Right. So let's look at the sideboard here. Now, we got four paths. We got two Veil Summers, two Deicides, four Dampening Spears, which we're talking about that. Two Chokes and a Giant Killer. I'm not a fan of the Chokes. I'm not a fan of the Chokes. I'm telling you right now. No, it's not the Chokes. Chokes I'm feeling. I'm wondering, let's start with this right away. Why four Dampening Spears? Because I feel like on some level, now I feel like this deck primarily is player card pass, player card pass, player card pass. But I can see some scenarios where like you're doing you want to drop more than one one drop a turn and that can hurt you with dampening sphere. Now that's not a huge reason not to run it, but is it like that kind of thing enough of a reason not to run four of it? Oh, um, maybe Tron, like maybe, maybe it's the quick decks or for example, Blitz, you know, the, or, you know, decks that play really quick and get under this deck is that's why they have dampening sphere. They want to make sure they can make sure nobody gets under them. So it's the advantage over your opponent, uh, over the disadvantage you get off of it. All right. Mm. So, so, okay. Understood there. So Path to Exile, good spot removal, great with uh, creature decks like, you know, our spirits, Jun running around, Mono Red, Blitz, uh, 
Wow. Any more stacks or anything like that? That's all good uh, for that. Uh, what do you think there? Uh, four paths. I, I like the four paths. The four paths are just very good. I saw this deck played against. Uh, I saw it get played against the Azorius deck, and yes. like this guy, he basically uh, spoke quelled uh, Heliod and next thing, boom, okay, not a problem. Here you go. I'm going to path to exile that, and guess what? I get my Heliod. Okay. Ugh, pain in the ass. Oh no, that, that clutch plays like that are for like a big reason why I play this game. Mm. Um, Veil of Summer protects your combo even more if yep. you're if you're facing uh, blue white control or I can't. Is there any other control? I guess yeah. I can't really think of it. What other control decks are there in the top modern right now? Because blue white control is the one that comes to mind. I don't even know if that's on the, the meta page. Well, right the the new one is Esper. The new the Esper control is yes, what's taking Esper. over. So yeah, good against Esper control, Azorius control, um, four color control. That seems to be making a stretch back. It's just basically Earless Omnathless, but whatever. <clears throat> so protects against that. Do you side? Now I'm wondering if there are really. I guess there are really that many gods running around or enchantments running around. Maybe it's for and the maybe for it's for the mirror match. Maybe it's just the fact that it's, I mean, I'm looking at it now. It is a demystifier for two mana at instant speed, so that's all right. But on top of that, if it's a god, you extirpate the, those copies. So I guess it gets rid of enchantments, and that there, I'm trying to think of a couple of troubling enchantments that could probably stop him aside from gods. And looking here, I'd have to say that... Amulet Titan even run enchantments? I don't know. Like I don't think so. I, I'm a little more looking into it. I'll touch base with you that later. But there must be some troubling enchantments that he must have been dealing with. The four dampening spheres we talked talked about. I guess Tron is a big worry for that deck when you can turn three out of card and start picking their combo apart. So yep, there. I understand the four dampening spheres now are the number rather. Um, choke. Again, good against control, good against storm, good against many decks that runs islands, really. Mm -hmm. And Giant Killer, I don't know why Giant Killer specifically. Because they're, you're using it to, uh, what, what is this card? Uh, it's part of that. It's Chop Down. I guarantee it's because of Chop Down. Because of what? Chop Down. It's a, because this is a, a adventure, destroy target creature with power four or greater. Right. I can see them, like, there's, you know, it can get, uh, what's his name? Oh, what the hell is this stupid creature? Uh, Primetime. Primeval Titan. Prime time. yeah, okay, that's what I thought you, I thought I heard you say Primetime. And then, then right. also the fact that, you you know, okay, you destroy it, guess what, get another one, not a problem, now I'm tapping that bad boy left and right. Right. So, that's the breakdown of the deck right there. Um, now... How would spirits tackle a deck again? And be like, say you're a spirits player, and your question is, you're tackling this deck. What do you do? Pray. <laughs> no, no. There's a way to beat this. We're going to tell you how to do it right here, right now. It, it, well, well, yeah. Let's let's hear what you got on this. Okay, I think there's two ways you can play this deck. I'll play against this deck, especially if you're going to do, it, let's say, a Nazorius build. Like, uh, I'm going to go with the Dr. Queller build because that, that guy is just constantly 5-0-ing. Um, 
basically my thing is if I'm being proactive, I have to get under this deck. I have to put out creatures. So I have to put out Spectral Sailor. I have to put Mausoleum Wonder out ASAP. If I have Aether Vials, you know what? I got to put them out ASAP. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Um, if I don't have an Aether Vial to begin with, I may actually mulligan to just get an Aether Vial or at least uh, one of these low-casting creatures in my hand so I can play it immediately so I can start banging away. And then, all you know, while I'm doing that, just try to get my lords out and just bang, 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 try to get this guy as low as I can uh, before Heliod. Or then, uh, you know, you could also play reactive, where meaning that you sit and you wait and you play defensively, where you, you're you going to have to, you know, use, you know, uh, uh, Muslim water counter spells. You're going to have to use uh, Shacklegeist to tap things down. You're going to use Skyclave to remove... Uh, permanence. You're going to have to use Spell Queller to get rid of, um, uh, what's his name, Heliod. So yep. you know, do, you know, the, those are the s- certain things that we're going to have to consider to do as as a reactive. Now, which okay. way? Do, which way I think is better? I think game one. Me personally, game one, game on. You have to go and smash, smash, smash as quick as you can. Game two and yep. three, I think you have to be reactive. Uh, that, that is now, are we talking Azorius or Coco here, or do you think that applies to both of your... Uh, I, I'm just going with Azorius. Now, you're you're more of the uh, Bant player. You're, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on you there. I think I've seen matchups with Bant, and I think, personally, the Collective Company works much better in this matchup. Like, that Bant matchup works a lot better against here than an Azorius build. And I have to agree with you, and I'm going to tell you why. Chief reason, collected company. Now, you mentioned playing defensively before. Now, my my approach would be generally the same. Game one, I'm, I'm blind. I'm going in, I'm beating it. If I find out that what they're doing, I'll try to play a little bit defensively, but if I see that I can just punch in, I'll punch in and win. Game two, yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little conservatively, and I'm gonna like hold back and try to be reactive. But here's the way you catch them off better with collected uh, with uh, the collected company build rather than the blue a white build. Okay. Now the blue white build, your opponent looks at you with their combo and sees one card in hand, and they start going off. And unless you have a for, uh, some force negation or something to interrupt their combo, they got the game. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Right. Now they look at me, the collected company player, and say, oh, he's got one card in hand, I'm going to start going off. And the, the most he has is one counterspell, but he would need a counterspell and removal. Oh, I'll play collected company. Now I've got Skyclave as removal, spell caller as counterspell. You can two for one answers, which can really slow that deck down. Right. Now, really, other than that, there's not much like different than your approach with the blue-white build. I, now that I'm thinking about it, the collected company is the biggest part of that. Because they have to worry about getting two for one a lot. Right. Well, what I what I want people to remember is that, uh, for example, if you see, uh, like, for example, say if they have the, uh, what the hell is this card? See, I, I'm completely unprepared. When they have the walking ballista, and say if they have one, token like let's say as two tokens they remove the token to do you damage yes before that point gets hits you 
I'm telling you, remove, go out of your way to try to get rid of that walking ballista. If you have that path to exile, or if not, you're you're using the ether vial for well, Skyclave apparition really, to get that card real quick. Smack, get get rid of it ASAP. If the walking ballista is on the battlefield and Helion's on the battlefield, it's too late. It's too late, you say. I, okay. Well, here's hey, here's the reason why. So they cast walking ballista for four mana, so it's got two counters on it. It's a two-two. Right. You've got Heliot now, and they've got two mana open. Walking Melissa hits the battlefield. They go to give it lifelink. Um, you can respond then. You'd have to, so then you'd get, you'd pass it. What they're going to do then? Oh yeah, no. So there, you'd have to, you have to do it when they're going to give it lifelink. Right. You have to do it right then. Okay. Otherwise, or, 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 unless they can give it lifelink in response. And then proceed to go off. That's yeah, well, why then, well then you better have a good response to that response. And here's the response that I say. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Say you were going to build, say you're built, you have spirits, and your biggest deck problem is Heliod Company. Let's think together. What would be the build that you would choose? And I'll tell you right now, we're just, I, I, I want to say this card right off the bat because you mentioned Walking Ballista. The sideboard right away would be two Crozen Grips. There's nothing they can do in response to that. Mm. Uh, you know, if you know, you can also in white. I could say Stony Silence. Stony Silence is a good uh, good way uh, to go about it. But let's think. If you were like, what what main board choices would you make? If you were to say, Heliod Company is my worst matchup. I want to make sure I don't lose to it. What would you go as far as main board choices? I don't know. Hmm. I, I see that. See, that's that's where I look at my sideboard. You know, my you know, if I'm if I'm considering my sideboard, yeah, then I'm you know I'm looking at force negation and pithing needles, a uh, pithing needle, and maybe like uh, path to exiles, just because I uh, that that's the only way I can get her in. But you know, if, if I can force uh the heliod himself i'm in great shape if i if i have to sit there and say a uh, pithing needle heliod or walking ballista which more than likely will probably be the walking ballista you collector know. oof is great for that too oh, that's true collector down. oof is really yeah. good for that shut down their artifacts in general that's just see because right um, right now i i admit i'm doing an i play the azorius build and i'm my deck is very comparable to dr queller's so that, now, that's that's what I'm saying. Here's a piece of spice I just thought of. You want to go out and now this could work better for the blue white build than the uh, collected company build because the card itself is above three mana. Okay. Linvala, Keeper of Silence. Ooh, Linvala. Shut that, down your opponent's activated abilities. Let me bring up Linvala. Linvala. And there's Limvala. Okay, and I have the wrong Limvala. Oh well. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a four mana. I wouldn't do I wouldn't necessarily do it in the collective company build, but a blue white, I bet you can pull it off. Now there's other let's talk about other answers. Now, Crozen Grip is just the I in my opinion, it's three mana, it's the catch all be all answer if you want to just get walking ballistic 
done with and gone. Right. Collector Oof is good. It's a collector company build. You can get it on collector company and get it out uh, in response to them casting it. Um, Stony Silence, another good option. <sighs> Other than that, you're looking for ways to slow them down. Mm -hmm. And I think to so far the best, I guess, hands down, if I was a Heliod pilot, the cards that I don't want to see, Mausoleum Wanderer, I don't want to see Skyclave Apparition, and I sure as hell don't want to see Spellcaller. Um, I really, like we were saying, if this is if you're if you're going against Heliod big time with cards that are also versatile, the other matchups, Brazen Borrower, bounce their bounce their Arbor Elf, bounce their Utopia Sprawl, get that nonsense out of here. We don't want it, and then have the fire for later. That's valid. Very well, the point. Uh, it, 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 again, though, it is a hard deck to interact with, a deck that can go off literally on turn three. It's awful. It's, it's, I, I don't think, like, I, I don't think it's broken, and I don't think any pieces are going to get banned at all yeah. for, you know, maybe not for a long time, because I, I, I don't see the deck being broken. No, it's not broken. It's the same argument with, if we could shift gears from a, from here on the Helion for a minute, I remember last summer I was talking about, like, every, this was the beginning where everyone's saying, like, Earl, Earl's everywhere, oh, this and that. I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I accept that argument. Blitz is everywhere, though. And that deck is, like, that you want to talk about cards dominating the format. That Like, this card, this deck is everywhere. Everyone's playing it. There's mono-red Blitz, there's blue-red Blitz, but it didn't get banned. Why? Because it's fair magic. Yep. It's just, it's what it is. It's fair magic. It's creatures attacking you, and you're getting them buffed by punching your opponent in the face. There's no broken, in untouchable combo going on. So, it, it, it really is... Um, so it, You have to respect a deck like that when it's like that fair, but that powerful. So, let me ask you. You know, uh, what do you think of the matchup? When it comes to, like, let's, let's do both, both builds. With the Azorius build against Heliad Company, well, what do you think the matchup is? Is it is like bad, good, meh, what? I think that game two and three, Azorius build has a better game against Heliod Company. I agree. Because you're more than likely in an Azorius build of spirits to run more counter spells and more interaction with your opponent. Direct interaction. Whereas, we'll look at the collection company build. Yeah, the band. Yeah, you can two for one them a lot. And yeah, you have relatively the same amount of cards. But in your sideboard, usually, you're running like, you've got maybe some meddling mages, core firewalker. You're definitely running some force negations and paths in there. But, like, what are your interactions? Path to Exile, um, Aether Gust, but uh, Night of Autumn. Other than that, like, you don't have that, like, the counterspell that just says, no, you're not playing that. Right. And then it's done. There's no questions beyond that. So it, so the matchups, I'd say, unfortunately, I think Heliod Company is not a good matchup for the Azorius build. I think we're, people go, no. it's a 50-50. I don't think it's 50-50. I think we're, like, maybe 40 to 45%. 
chance of victory. I think it was hasty in saying that. Yeah, I think you're about right on that. And then when I, it comes I to, to say that just as like they're both creature build decks, one's combo, one can just beat down faster, but the combo wins. Right. And the band build, I personally think you're better at the, you know, that's closer to 50-50. I think that's like 45, 49% chance of victory there. I'd say that, just, yeah. Just because the fact that, you know, with the collected company, you can vomit creatures onto the, you know, battlefield. And God knows what you, you know, hopefully you get what you need in that company and you 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 win. You know what I mean? Exactly. And just sum it all up, really, like, I say this every, almost every time I talk about spirits. You know, this is, it may not be a good matchup right now. They're going to print more spirits. This is not like kitkins or things like that. These are these are ghosts of things that died in the game of Magic the Gathering. Yep. Ghosts don't stop happening. Nope. We're gonna get more ghosts and we're gonna win. We, you know, the whole reason why I wanted to do this particular episode is I want you guys to, you know, listen to what we got to say. That you, there is a chance for victory. We're giving you certain keys, certain things you should consider. You know, things to observe, and when you see it. Get your opening and start hitting and hitting and hitting and get go for the gold. That's what I'm that that's the whole point of this episode. So when you when you you know I, I don't want you going and going, great, freaking Heliod company. This sucks. No, 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 no. I want your head raised up high and confident and you know, know that you're behind you, you, chances aren't with you, but you know what? You got the spirit crew behind you and we believe in you. You you give a you give a great pep talk at the end of a sports movie. Oh, that's I, I do like sports. You, you ever <laughs> seen the Mighty Ducks before? Yes, I've seen the Mighty Ducks one, two, and three, and there's a, a new Mighty Ducks now on Disney Plus that I still haven't seen and I probably will never watch. Yeah, that that I didn't even know that was a thing. That sounds atrocious. Oh God, the new. Mighty Ducks that watch them slay another thing for the olden days. Yeah. God, I love Victor Von, Von Bombay or I don't know what the guy's name. Is. I know it's something Bombay. Bom Flambe, Victor Flambe, whatever. Rest in peace. Well, you, you know dead? what? Oh, go ahead, Peter. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't know if Victor Flambe was dead or not. Uh, probably not. He's probably alive, okay. cooking still. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, we've come to, ladies and gentlemen, now time to the shout-out section. That's right. I'm going to shout-out the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. I'm going to start with Peter Vol uh, Velko. You know what? He's one of the best I've ever known, and I want to thank him for being on the show. So thank you, Peter. Hey, 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 I'm always glad to come on here, man. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Okay, so now let me get down to the down and dirty. I'm now looking at the modern bills, ladies and gentlemen. I'm like I said, I'm looking for the best of the best, and guess what? We got several five O builds. I got a five O build here with uh, Azorius, and the gentleman in the name is Burley. He uh, ended up five O in an MTGO modern league. Congratulations, Burley! Number uh, we got another gentleman here. Oh, look who's this. April 2nd, Dr. Queller again kicking ass with, an, with his typical Azorius build in an MTGL Modern League. Congratulations, Dr. Queller. Then we have another Azorius once again in a, Jesus, how the hell do you pronounce this? Har, Har Irayu Daily Tournaments. God bless. I, I murdered that because I'm going to murder your name too. You know, you came in first. Uh, Kishki. Daisaki Suki, Jesus, 
You can't just say that, dude. No, I can't. Kishi, Kishi Daisuki. Congratulations, my man or woman for kicking ass. And finally, in the modern, it's RAFP. Raf. You went 5-0 in a MTG Modern League. Congratulations for my guys in Modern. Now, the guys in Pioneer. Holy crap. Guys, kicking ass once again in this Hari Rayu Daily Tournaments. Gentlemen went first place. It's Umrua Konosuki with an Azorius build in Pioneer. We have Ivan Drago, 5 Five zero with a band building pioneer. Congratulations, Ivan Drago. Then we have Muddy Spurries. Guess what? Azorius belt, MTGO Modern League. Con- oh, sorry, Pioneer League. Congratulations, my man, Ivan Drago again with a band build, MTGO Pioneer League. Wow, you guys are kicking ass right now, freaking Pioneer. Ivan Drago again with a band build in MTGO. Ivan Drago, Jesus, I'm gonna to have to have you on this show. You you five would three times in this last week. Congratulations, my man. Yeah, like, is this guy competing for Doctor Queller's spot right now? I, I, I don't. Like I think so. I've 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 mentioned Ivan uh, Ivan Drago. I, I think like twice already before me mentioned him three times. And once again, he did it again in this MTGO Pioneer League. Congratulations, gentlemen, and, and especially Ivan, Ivan Drago. Wow. And then finally, it comes to historic. We got uh, right here. Oh, Jesus, dude. How do I pronounce this name? Like I mentioned you before, it is Platinum Mythic Rank Player. That's a unique name. Platinum Myth. Platinum Myth rank player he ended up uh, coming in first place in the traditional historic ranked uh matchup and congratulations sir and then also once again platinum mythic ranked player doing another traditional uh historic ranked uh thing again coming in first you know what and he's both he used what he used guess what a blue build a mono blue build let me check this bad boy out in historic in historic, yeah, he used a snow build. He used a snow build. Like, real quick. Let's, let, can we talk about that real quick? Send me that, like, because that sounds interesting. Oh, uh, you're, yeah, I can't, I don't know how to do this here. I'm sorry, my man. Where is it? Uh, I'm I'm looking at mtgdex.net. Mtgdex.net. Yeah, and under historic. Yeah. Well, he's doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, historic, right? Yes. While, you, while you're still looking, I'm going to put you on mute for a second. Okay, I want to shout out right now to Jiffy CCG Cards Collectible Games. I want to thank Carrie and Frank for sponsoring this episode. They're available at 1753 Route 88, Brick, New Jersey. You can find them on Facebook at Jiffy CCG. Just so you're aware, if you're still looking for Time Spiral Remastered, guess what? They still have boxes, and you may want to go over there and talk to them their telephone number is 732-836-0547 and they do deliver nationally also i want to thank several new international listeners guess what we have several new uh, countries on the list who are now joined the call of duty uh, sorry the 
uh, spirit family. And these countries are, I'm looking for you because I have them here in my thingamabobber. Jesus, here it is. I want to thank Denmark. Thank you very much. I want to thank Spain and also South Korea. Thank you guys for listening to the show and listening to Peter Valco give his uh, thoughts, especially on this new deck, uh, on uh, uh, Heliad, Co- uh, Heliad Company. And now I guess we're going to discuss my man Platinum Mythic Players deck and Historic. Yeah, I suppose I found this deck. I saw one right here. What's his name again? Platinum Mythic Player. Platinum Mythic Player. Let me see if I... Uh, the, 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 the one I'm the, looking the, at is he... Uh, it's his uh, April 5th deck where he has two noble, uh, two noble Guest Heralds, four Spectral Sailors, four Ascendant Spirits, four Brazen Borrowers, four Supreme Phantoms, four Rattle Chains, an instance, he has two Essent Capture, two Stern Denials, four Lofty Denials, four Spell Pierce, Enchantments, he's running two Curiosity, and four Curious Obsession. He has, in lands, he has two Faceless Havens and 18 Snowlands. And you know what? Mythic, is Platinum Mythic player, uh, sorry, Platinum Mythic rank player, I want to thank you for proving me constantly wrong about Ascendant Spirit. I was wrong about the card, and thank you for proving I was wrong. Man, I told you about that. It's such a spirit. I, I, I don't. That card is just good, and I honestly, I need. I. I poo pooed it. I hundred percent poo pooed it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I. That sounds like a pretty dope deck, and honestly, I can see why it run, ran, ran well. Running small beaters and just countering spells in historic is a viable strategy. It's a solid deck, and you know what? Congratulations to you, my man, for kicking ass. Hands down. Yes, indeed. Definitely. Doctor, first of all, I just want to say, I just covered a recent appreciation of Dr. Queller. Dude, I'm looking at him right now. He's got at least five postings on Goldfish of top 5-0 yep. in league. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Dr. Queller, long overdue appreciation for you wherever you are out there. He's, are he's, hands, down, he's hands down a spirit, the, one of the top spirit masters that we have in this game i've reached out to him he has reached out to me he you know he knows i want to interview him i'm desperate to get him on the show dr queller if you're hearing me i need you on the show the listening audience wants to hear from you i want to learn from you god bless now peter actual doctor um oh he actually he i think he is an actual doctor oh really i was bullshitting that's no 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 he's i think he's an actual straight up P- PhD. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, I want to talk to you more now. All right. <laughs> so yes, um, you were saying. Now we've uh, basically come to the end of the show. All right. Well, I, I'd like to take this opportunity right now to not only shout out everyone that uh, submitted decks and um, top with those decks to begin with, Doctor Queller. Uh, who was that with the band build? Oh, oh, Jesus! I just closed everything out, my man. Uh, oh well. Uh, everyone, everyone who who participated with list today, bravo to you all just supporting the archetype. It really is cool. But now we're going to talk about people to thank and people to mention. Now, since my early twenties, I went to a place that was used used to be called Close Encounters. They were in Tom's River, Brick, New Jersey, and they relocated 
less than a mile away to a shopping plaza. They're now known as Nova Games. Um, Nova Games is one of the best game shops. Probably, I honestly, my favorite game shop to go to, uh, especially when I was playing paper. Uh, the owners, Josh and Brian, are really nice. Rob Baker, who usually is in the shop uh, most of the time, is just a super cool dude. Uh, they all run really great events. Uh, and, and if you know people who play Yu-Gi-Oh! or Warhammer or anything, Dragon Ball, Super Card Game, that's all there too. But they're really just nice guys. They hold really cool organized events. The shop's in a nice uh, nice spot. Give them a look up and... Um, yeah, go check them out. They're well, really cool they, guys. they are solid good guys. I remember uh, they had a, a shop next to very near my mom's house uh, in Freehold Township uh, where they had a gentleman named Connor. He was running the show over there. And yeah, his, that his shop closed down a while ago. Yeah, his lovely girlfriend uh, actually used to do altars for me. Uh, she she was such a great little artist, you know. Uh, oh, Katie, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, like I like that was a that was a good shop. Uh, yeah. Definitely missed, you know. Unfortunately, you know, uh, some business unfortunately succeed in certain areas. Some unfortunately fail in certain areas. And I hate to see a failure happen, but I'm happy that they're still around and thriving and succeeding. And, you know, that's all that matters in life. You know, if they can grow, they can succeed. That's great for the community. It's great for magic players everywhere. Uh, Not... it doesn't matter what format you're playing. You know, you could be standard, historic, modern, legacy, popper, commander, pioneer. It's great for the game. Great. I couldn't agree with you more. So if you got some time and you want to go look through some bulk or, you know, go find those pieces you're missing for your deck, play some games, they're open to open gaming. You can come and just sit down with your friends and game. Bring your face masks and whatnot, obviously. But... Yep, come by, have a good time. They're always looking uh, to entertain. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? It's the end of the show, you know what? Uh, even though we talked about Nova Games, I want to thank my sponsor, Jiffy CCG Game, CCG Game, uh, CCG Cards, Collectibles, and Games. Please, please, please go check them out. Go check out Carrie and Frank. Uh, mention this show, MTG Ectoplasm, save 10% on a $40 purchase, and they got Time Spiral Remastered. Go check them out, ladies and gentlemen. It's a moral imperative. You know what? I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody who listens to the show. Thank you for making this the number one listen to podcast for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. And remember, open invitations for Testacular. I want to talk to you. Oh Ivan, God, I forgot about Testacular. Yeah, Ivan Drago, the the Bant build guy who uh, kicking ass and pioneer. I want to talk to you, Doctor Queller. I want to talk to you. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.